2: so scary won't let them bury me that's why i keep my 30 i shoot like curry. and boy i'm getting money i'm getting money uh-huh all
3: right welcome back to don v fridays twice in the same bad week back to back y'all know already know how we coming uh drift in the drift back in the building how was pittsburgh my boy
2: it was pretty cool man i uh before I left, one of my buddies told me that I might actually like Pittsburgh, and uh, I did. It was a sweet it was a sweet city, a lot of hills, pretty cool area, but uh, Bengals got the W, so that was cool. I was sad, though. That's like one of the biggest podcasts we had, and I had to miss it. And I, I never missed an episode, so I was a little sad, but I'm excited. We got another great guest this week, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
0: Yo, it's uh, Moot Reynolds. Uh, you know, thankful to be on this platform, uh, excited to be on this platform, and uh just want to send a shout out to Hokey Nation. You know, a lot of love, a lot of history, a lot of, you know, what I'm saying memories. And uh, like I said, I'm just happy to be here. Just excited to be on this platform with you guys.
3: Yeah, we 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 thankful to have you, a legend. Got to say that. Got to put some respect on your name. You revolutionized the modern whip position, <clears throat> a nickel position at Virginia Tech because before before you and the Fullers, I want to say both Fuller brothers. Uh, we would have like a linebacker in your spot, and right, shit, we shit would get kind of nasty in coverage. I ain't gonna hold you, but yeah, yeah, you and the Fullers like revolutionized that that nickel slash whip position.
0: That's that's one of the things. Like I like I always wanted to. I never really actually heard anybody acknowledge that or say that, but yeah, that's like a that's a fact. When I got there my freshman year. I remember Ronnie uh can't remember his last name, but he Ronnie Van Dyke. Yeah,
1: yeah Bandai, Ronnie
0: Van yeah. Dyke, he was playing the whip position and he what 6'4", 240? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big mm-hmm. big body guy. I'm damn six foot, one eighty-five on a great day. And I, I, I you know it, it didn't become a two two you know, two part defense no more with a two package, it just became a base defense. And shit, ever since that happened, they've been kind of looking for somebody that could put that role.
2: Did you so you didn't come to Tech thinking you were going to play that? It just kind of happened.
0: Yeah, that happened. I was a corner. I got recruited to play corner.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was it completely revolutionized things. So I read in an article. You said that it was cool to like change the defensive scheme for Virginia Tech and be like the first to do that. Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I looked at you like a Derwin James type of player, where you could line up literally anywhere on the on the field and and play. And I think that's what was so cool about your game.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think. It uh, I think I had a, a kind of versatility that you couldn't find in a lot of people like right you know the the guy can cover the guy's physical but I was also smart when I played and I played like super instinctive you know instinctive right. so like instincts and quickness and uh, agility in that apex it was just like shit was unmatched like
3: full it, full it, full package I seen you uh I think they threw Alvin Kamara screen. And you sniffed it out, made the play. We talking about Alvin fucking Kamara, man making hundred million dollars a day, and <laughs> and you was out, you was out there sniffed out and made the play in the backfield. You chase him up. you was already there. So we got to put that respect down, on like, your name, like
0: three times that game. Right. And it's it's all in the Apex. Like, shit, mm-hmm. techno, they, they still, like, them, them offensive coaches and, and, and you know, Holman Wiggins. Like, I remember one time the uh, receivers, was like, Holman Wiggins was like, this is the craftiest guy in the ACC. It's like, because in that Apex, it just
3: – I was unmatched, bro. It was, it was a cheat code.
2: Right. And yeah, you no, I totally agree. Know.
3: Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Spotify Green Room it's a live audio only sports talk platform you can talk to sports you can talk to insiders you can talk to fans um you can link your pro
1: man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever Carvana, where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today.
3: Profile your Twitter. You can join leagues and groups. There's rooms going on every day. Join Spotify Green Room. All you gotta do is download Spotify Green Room at the iOS App Store. We're talking to Moot Reynolds, a, a, a hokey legend. Uh you Sorry. from Greensboro, you from Greensboro, North Carolina, correct? Yeah. I'm I'm familiar with Greensboro. Uh I was working construction in DC and they sent me down to Winston Salem for three weeks and we had to stay at the extended stay in, in Greensboro. I think it's Wendover Boulevard, Wendover Road. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wendover, yeah. Wendover. It was some interesting characters out there when I was staying in Greensboro for three weeks. But they, the city showed me a lot of love. Shout out to that waffle house. I don't remember what street that was on. But shout out to the ladies in that waffle house. They took mm, care of me. We got ladies. about
0: we got about four waffle houses here. Yeah,
1: uh,
3: <laughs> Greensboro. Yeah,
0: you're gonna you some interesting people in Greensboro. But, Definitely. Uh, shout, out the, shout out to the
3: shout out to old boy in front of that waffle house that asked me for money and then asked me to cash out for money. I said, bro, you got a phone what? that's on.
0: Yeah, you got your finesses out here for sure. Yeah, shout out to that dude. Definitely. Craig, I remember bro. one time I was in high school. I had my damn my whole truck stolen out of my front yard. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Found it like right across the street. And we got this little project that's like maybe a mile or two away from the crib. Junked, found it around there. Everything was gone. I had some top threes, everything. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,
0: that was actually in college. I think that was like my sophomore year.
2: God damn.
3: Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Green. Shout out Greens, bro. Go ahead, Drew.
2: Oh no, I said I just said (laughs) goddamn.
3: Oh no, you know, you had a question.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and and take it back from the start. I I was looking at your offer sheet, and you had you know Michigan, Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia. You had a pretty, pretty solid offer sheet. What kind of led you to tech out of high school?
0: Oh man, uh well, my, my my dad actually uh he kinda in a way halted like my recruitment. Like I think in the grand scheme of things, tech was the best place for me that I could play the uh position that I could really, you know, all my abilities and skills could be shown, you know, with the scheme and defense. But I remember I took a junior day and my sophomore year, going after my sophomore year, I had transferred to like this school called Northern, and I played there in my sophomore year. We ended up winning states, but we had this dude named TJ Logan. This dude was a legend himself.
3: So I'm talking like oh, damn. he played at North Carolina, right?
0: Yeah, high school t- okay. state championship, eight touchdowns, 510 yards, set a record. Like this dude was mm-hmm. legendary. Shout out, shout out, Ocho. But um, I had went there, so the the expectations and you know, for what I had for myself and for the legacy of the high school kind of made me really get on my grizzly. So going into my my junior year, I had took a junior day to uh, Virginia Tech in February. And I had just got ECU, Carolina, uh, and Duke all up to this week. And Virginia Tech had been my first offer in November. So I went up there and my dad pretty much goes up to the to Coach Gray and like yeah I think Moot gonna commit today so you know I'm in the middle of my junior day visit and then Coach Gray and Coach Foster come up to me like yeah man congratulations we heard you uh we heard you um about to commit and I was pretty much caught off guard like what like <laughs> but in, in the grand scheme of things you, you know it worked out but yeah I don't know what my recruitment could have been had that not happened I still ended up with like 14 but right. Shoot, the the wave that i was on because i had never like uh, as an individual go i had never lost a a defensive back award at a at a high school combine since like my freshman year so mm-hmm. like i had ended up you know going to the opening and all that stuff so like my my rise and, and all of the hype that i had and you know everything that i was having it it started booming you know my junior year so right. had i not did that in february it's really no telling what would happen
2: did you ever think about like reconsidering and maybe like decommitting, and would that ever cross your mind when you were trying to go through recruitment?
0: Uh, nah, cause I'm 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 a loyal person. Like when I see Virginia Tech, and, and the thing that I liked about Virginia Tech, I understood that you know at this time it wasn't you know the legacy that they had. My brother was actually a childhood big time fan of Virginia Tech. So I remember going up to Blacksburg as a kid, not even going to games, but, like, he had a basketball camp up there one time, like a five-star basketball camp, and they actually stayed at Virginia Tech. So I remember we was going to the stadium, looking down, you know, at the time I was little, so I couldn't look past the, you know, the gate leaving the student parking lot. I couldn't actually right. see the field because I couldn't look over the gate. But I, I remember that kind of stuff, man. It was crazy. I was probably, like, seven, eight. But um, I – uh. Man, it's I don't even I really lost my train of thought, bro. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no worries. No, you good, no, you words. Good. no You're worries. Definitely good. Oh, you said – you said, you said, uh, did I ever like think of or reconsider or decommit? Uh, yeah, when when all I, those
2: when all those other big offers came through?
0: Uh I pretty much had when when I sat back, cause one thing I wanted to do, like anybody in, in my from my point of view, if you if you want to go play college football, first of all, you should go to a, uh, a school that football is is their pot of gold. You know what I'm saying? Where football right. is their number one priority because that's that's where you feel loved. That's where, you know, are they focused on things? like they're going to take care of you, that's everything. That's where you get the most of what you can get. Secondly, you want to go to a football school that prioritizes positions that you play. You know what I'm saying? Defense right. was the main aspect of Virginia Tech. So in my eyes, not only does football run in school, but defense on the side of the football runs in school. So I was like, uh, pretty much that's what I wanted to do. And then you had T. Gray, who in my opinion was one of the best Legend. coaches Legend. at the time. He was the best coach I ever had. And, and, and I'll say that, like, no matter what, he had everybody ready. Like, he could show you 10 plays and be like, these are the plays that we got chances to get picks on. And you might end up with two picks that game, but they came off of those 10 plays. So he had you sharp on everything. Like, so when I sat back and I looked at Bud and I looked at him, I really was like, you know, there's no other place that I would rather be for what I want to go to college for. And as far as seeing me in that defense, you know, I saw Cal Fuller. And I, like, I played Rover in high school, like combines and all that, you know, the opening, I, I was a corner, but, my high school fan was me playing Rover, so I I, I think Bud might have saw like this guy is physical, and he can cover tight. So right, I think Tech was the best place for me. I think all the other offers were just been, like every other key, you know, get as many you can get for bragging rights.
2: Exactly, yeah, and it worked yeah. out for you. I mean, your career at Tech was one of a kind, and and your yeah. and you, like you said, you created basically that whole position.
3: Yeah, definitely. But- yeah, because yeah, even when they would put. Kyle Fuller at, at that position. They used to do it for the Georgia Tech game. And Bro, you want to know what's crazy?
0: Game, you want to know what's crazy. crazy?
3: Yeah. The fact that I actually never beat Georgia Tech,
0: and I feel yeah. like I could have solely made a difference had I played that position Kyle played. But they was always scared to put me there because they didn't think I was big enough. But that's where I get active at. Like,
2: yeah, you could tell. In me.
0: between it, Like they could, They couldn't. can't. I'm too quick in between it. Like I, I felt like that would have been an advantage for us. Because Georgia Tech's offense was hard, you know what I'm saying? It's it, it confusing. So I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like I could have really like done something given that opportunity. I could have did some of Fuller shit for real. hmm And shout out yeah.
3: Kyle Fuller Legend.
0: Yeah, for real, for real. Hey, he, the whole Fuller family, though.
3: Shout out the whole Fuller family. So, uh you came in in the 2015 class. That one of the last, the last Frank Beamer class. Well, 2016 technically, but when they was in. Uh, what was Frank Beamer like? Um everybody got nothing but great things to say about Frank Beamer. I'm pretty sure you got good things to say. What was Frank Beamer like in real life? Uh Frank in real life,
0: he was he was an old man, man. Like he was a, a the old man you you meet at the barbershop, joke around. I remember one time. My freshman year, like, when I was getting recruited, the the reason why I felt so comfortable there was because he made my whole family feel like family. Like, it it wasn't Mm -hmm. just about the players. It was the families, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Beams was just a a great coach, and he was a great person. Like, I think all the years that he had accumulated coaching really taught him how to be a – a coach with the best interests of his players and to love his players. And you know, he was just a good guy. Him, John Boleyn, you know, that 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 staff Mm -hmm. he had put together was, you know, it was, it was home. You know, like VT, this Mm -hmm. is home. It was, it was home. And I remember one time I I had got in some, uh, I had to have a meeting my freshman year with him, like we had head coaches meetings. And I remember he had this frosty from Wendy's. And he kept asking me, like, I got an extra one here, you want it? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want it. And, like, he was adamant that I take that Frosty to try to, like, you know what I'm saying? Because he got asked me how to get something, and he wanted me to have that extra Frosty. So he was just that kind of person. Like, he he, he looked out for you. He, he cared for you. And and the reason why people got great things to say is because everybody experienced those great things from him. So I don't think it's a person that could meet him that would have something mean to say.
3: Yeah, shout out, shout out Frank Beamer, a legend. Got a statue nerd, man.
2: Your sir. Shout out Frank
3: Beamer. Um, who was in your class that you immediately clicked with? Who like who was some of your dogs from that 2015 class?
0: Man, my junior
3: well, my junior year of high school, me,
0: McLeese, and Tremaine Edmonds used to sit on the phone and just talk for hours. You know, okay. trying to like trying to, you, you know, try to picture our futures at Virginia Tech, try to p- picture the things that we was going to do. Because I remember I had watched Cleese play uh, Booker T. Washington. They had, like, a game in high school on ESPN.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: snapped. Like, he he snapped. And I was like, damn, like, who is this dude? Like, I got to – he coming to Tech. I got to find out who this dude is. And Maine was from uh, Danville, so – yeah. We didn't even know until we actually got the tech. We used to play against each other in literally, Like, when we would go up there and play in, like, I, maybe it was, like, a Dan River Classic or something like that, we would actually mm-hmm. play against them. So, you know, when we looking at pictures, we like, damn, we we, we actually got common history together. So it, it, us three really started vibing first, and then uh, me and Trayvon connected on, like, some – recruiting for our class type stuff, and, you know, that's where we met there, and, you know, we just went from there. Of course, things got a little different when we got to Tech because everybody's there, but, yeah, that, that – that main and, and Cleese were the ones I really first connected with out of that class.
3: Yeah, man, shout-out to Sean McLeese, a 757 legend. Yeah, for Oscar, sure. Oscar Smith, legend. Shout-out Tremaine Evans, too. He's making $100,000 a second. He's
0: doing his thing.
3: Pro yep. Bowl, he, he, Pro Bowl. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to Aiden's family. Um, yeah, for sure. You got a question, Drew?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to ask, did you know Trey Turner in high school? I know you guys were from, like, sort of the same area. and You said you Man, transferred to Northern.
3: With,
0: I I actually grew up with Trey.
2: Did you play a part in, like, his recruitment?
0: Man, they, I mean, what did, what did, I mean, I think Trey tweeted not too long ago, I fell in love with Virginia Tech the day moved set foot on campus. Like, Mm. The reason the reason any person from like yeah let me go ahead and get that out out the way like NC the VT. That I don't you. know who, that was me. Like think think of any person from North Carolina you can name that was actually on that team and that played and that produced and tell me where they was from, excluding Dax Holyfield.
3: Right. Okay, so Adonis Alexander, uh DJ Crossing. Trey Turner, um, Alan Tisdale,
0: Tisdale. Hendon Hooker. Yeah. I mean, all of them are from Greensboro. They didn't come to, you know what I'm saying? They didn't come up there because they wanted to play football for Virginia Tech. Like, I grew up with these boys. Right. Like, I, I when, when they put up that NC to VT, it, it was me they put up there. When, when they bringing recruits up there, they sending them to my house. You know what I'm saying? Caleb mm. Farley, all of them.
3: Shout out Kayla you know what I'm there. saying cuz the type
0: of person I am, the type of person I was when when Trey and him came up there, they stayed at my house every single day.
3: Mm. Cuz I
0: live with Hendon, him, DJ Cross and Allen Tisdale all sleep on the couch in the living room every single day. I'm taking them, you know what I'm saying, going to workouts,
3: going to practice, you know,
0: I got class here, take my truck. Cuz we all grew up together. We was all family.
3: Yeah, that yeah, that was a nice little movement. I, I asked Everybody 336, I'm not really familiar with Carolina like I am Virginia, obviously. But shout out to that 336, man. Y'all had a movement like 757 to VT up in that big.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we had yeah. some,
0: we had some, it was some steam coming and it, it would have been a lot more steam coming.
2: Yeah, some good players that actually contributed too. We had yeah, that, that stupid actually, ass yeah. Texas bullshit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Them that Texas boys nasty. be overrated, man. Texas man, and Cass,
3: Texas and Cass, and and and, and Winston Salem and uh, cause I'm, Divine Diablo from Winston Salem, right? Was he part of yeah. that too? Or? Uh,
0: when you, I mean Diablo played receiver, so I I, I guess you could, I, if you want to exclude him from that, you can exclude him from that. But I mean, as far as okay. NC the VT. That I know, I mean, I know his coach was at Mount Tabor, who was the high school coach with me at Northern Guilford. So, okay. I, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, they come on recruiting visits.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You, they know where they was coming. Yeah, definitely. We got to put some respect on y'all name, that 336. Y'all got a lot of talent booming out of there, man. Y'all yeah, like seven, man. Nine, most, out
2: of most, <laughs> most everybody
0: that come out of here be uh, basketball players. Right and then they just correlated to that field. Like, like Trey came from a basketball basketball. family.
2: Yeah. He was on CB3's team, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to think of who his brother was. And, you know, he a Greensboro legend. P.J. Harrison, he's a Greensboro legend. Like, Dudley High School, like, these are basketball. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan, this is basketball state. Definitely,
3: definitely. Y'all got some dogs on that football field, too. Yeah,
0: for sure. Get, like, yeah, yeah, that's where most athleticism come from. Like, I talk about, like, Texas and Florida. They they one-sport guys. You know, people from around here, Virginia, Georgia, you know, they play basketball, baseball, football growing up. So they really athletes.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. 2016, I always say one of the greatest halves of football i ever seen one individual play was you in the Belk Bowl in the second half. We had uh, Gerard Evans on a couple days ago, actually, and he mm-hmm. said you went up to him and said you riding to the riding with him to the wheels fall off, and that gave him the confidence to go out there and do what he do best. But you didn't just won't just talking; you was out there making plays. Like take us through Man. that belt bowl, and I know I know the game was played in Charlotte, which is in your home state. But just take us through your mindset through that belt bowl.
0: All right, so I got to kind of lead you up to it. I had okay. tore my... I tore my labrum in my hip, Notre Dame of 2016. Okay. And I played the rest of the year with a torn hip, uh, torn labrum in my hip. Like a, a labrum is the little uh, the little uh, cushion or feeling you got around your, your joint and like your shoulder, like around your rotator cuff, but that's in my hip.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, Struggling with that all year. I didn't practice the whole week of the bowl game. Like, because mm. I couldn't, I couldn't run. So the, the day of the bowl game, they like, you know, Coach Scott was my man's honey grand. You know, she had coach, he was a great coach, great person. Um,
3: oh, Galen Scott.
0: Galen Scott, yeah. He pretty much like, yeah, for sure. He he, you know, that was my coach. We had a relationship. He like pretty much let me know how you feeling. So uh the day of the game, they just gave me third down packages. And you know, I took some pain medicine, but at halftime, I was like, I went up to him. I was like, look, coach, like, bro, put me in, bro. And he was like, can you go? And I was like, yeah, bro, I can go, bro. And he like, you sure? I'm like, bro, put me in, bro. We losing 24 to zip. He like, shit, you out first. And the rest is fucking history.
3: The rest is history.
0: Like, so shout like, out Gayle Scott Like, man. shit. My thing, my thing that what I was telling him Like, and you can see, I I started getting more. If you watch the game again, before halftime, like, I was, I came in and I made a couple of plays, but I was trying to fire them up, like, let's go, like, y'all dead, because I'm on the sideline watching, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing the energy out there. I'm like, yo, y'all dead. So I'm just trying to give hope. And then the best way to give hope is to go do it.
2: Right.
3: And, you know, we just gave
0: a lot of hope. We just went unconscious.
3: Like yeah, y'all was in you was in was it a situation in that game? I haven't seen this game in like four five years, but like an Arkansas player spit on you or said some wild shit. Oh you know, man, it was like no, a flag that happened that I
0: bro he man. he spit on me. I think his name was Drew Tranquil. If if I if seen this dude in the street today, I, I would have to confront him about what happened in 2016. Drew but, Tranquil,
2: I think was I think he's in the NFL.
0: Yeah, he probably is, probably is. And He probably got great character mentions and all that. Right, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, bro. We uh okay. Clearly, I'm snapping. I'm I'm unconscious Happen. at this point. So you know, I'm 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 rentals, I'm talking my cash. That's what I do. So I remember he. It was a little muddy out there. He tried to do this release off the line. Like I jammed him to the ground. So then, you know, coaches coach run to the ball, so I'm running to the ball, and he come up out of nowhere and like push me, and then I'm like, mm. "Bro, you you whack! Like look at the scoreboard! Like we we dogging y'all now!" And then, bro, just spit on me, and mm. I just blacked out. Next thing I know, my hands was around his neck, but something clicked in my mind. Like, bro, you having a great game. You can't like, you can't All get right. ejected from this game. Like, you it'll ruin everything you just did. So, at that point, I just went berserk. Like, I needed some way for this anger to get expressed. So, I, like, took my helmet off, and I was pretty much, like, coming to realization, like, he really spit on me. And, like, the referee came out of nowhere, like, yo, did he just spit on you? I was like, yeah. And I remember Fuente was, like, he was calling me an idiot and, and, and a, a dumbass and shit because I took my helmet off, but – I had I a snap on him. On. Like, bro, I just got spit on, bro. Like, you right. think I'm worried about keeping my – like, I'm trying to wipe spit off my face at the end of the day. Like, right. I, I think I did a pretty good job composing myself.
2: Yeah, most people lose their shit if that happens on the field.
0: Yeah, and, and then you try to run off. Like,
2: <laughs> I
0: remember Coach Scott was like – Coach Scott was like, Moot, what you tripping for? But then when I told him, he he wanted me to go, you know, he wanted to address it because, you know, that ain't something that you do.
3: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, spitting on people is—you got to be ready to kill a dad once once spit start flying.
0: Yeah, for come real. In, in in the middle of a football game, bro, like I understand, like the tables have turned drastically, but come on, dog, you you got to take it up with your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I I think I took my hat to how I handled that. I think uh. I think in a situation like that, I, I'm glad I understood, like, you know, because people wouldn't have been talking about, you know, how Mook Reynolds snapped in this game. They'll be talking about how Mook Reynolds snapped on him in this game. Right. And I think I did a pretty good job with that.
3: You did, because I, I don't even, like, I remember it was a flag on the play, and I was like, the fuck, the fuck was he mad about? But yeah, but it wasn't, yeah, they no, never it wasn't like no, it. no offset. Like it, yeah, they didn't really show it.
0: Yeah, they it, it, it happened like maybe on the TV copy, it might have yeah. been it might have happened when they were showing the previous play. Right. So the cameras weren't even you know tuned in at that point.
3: Right. No, I remember right. it was an incident and a flag, and I and I know somebody had did some stupid shit to you, but I never knew what happened. I remember I think I remember seeing a tweet later that night, like a player spit on Moot Reynolds. I said Bro, what the fuck is going That's crazy as hell. Yeah, it was.
0: It was. Yeah, that's the first time I had ever been spit on, man. That, that was. That was. I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. different circumstances outside of a football game, but.
3: Yeah. So, Drew sure. Tranquil. Drew Tranquil. Just know if you catch one in your ass socket one of these days, don't oh, be surprised. Oh, man. That's, that's
0: one thing. That's one thing I was saying. Like, if I ever play again with this dude, like, I'm gonna maul him like every play with inside the whistle. Like I'ma pretty much like, like he gonna have to come up to me after practice. Like bro, what's up with you? <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to address it again at that point. But yeah, man, you know it was that happened, man. It was crazy. Had it not been for that referee who was all the way back there who seen it, you know. Nobody yeah, would ever know shout out, the
3: referees normally don't see shit like that, they don't. Right. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, and, and at this point, the ref came up to me like, when I had my hands around Brown neck, like, did he just spit on you? Like, and, and <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a black dude. Like, I think he actually seemed like he just spit on you, bro. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah bro. Shout out, he, shout launched, out to he launched that flag, he launched that on you know, like 40 because feet because they now. normally <laughs>
3: just see the retaliation, like, oh, yeah, right. that's what I was personal saying. foul like, number six.
0: And, and, and in shit. a situation like that, the fact that I listened to that that little voice that was just like chill, like let him go, I think that's why that ref came up and he
3: pretty much took care of everything at that point. Mm-hmm. That, that shit, good shit. Um, yeah. Twenty seventeen, you wanted you of the leaders of the defense um, of a good ass defense, by the way, one of yeah. the best defense we've had. Uh, since it hasn't been a defense as good as that defense, what's your memories of playing on that 2017 Hokie defense? Because y'all was kind of young in 2016, it was still a star-studded defense, NFL players, uh, dogs, leadership. But it seemed like 2017, y'all took it up another notch. What was that like? Uh, I think I think 2017, the
0: two sides of the ball pretty much just flipped as far as. Uh, maturity and growth went. I think 2016, like you said, we were the younger ones, you know, at, at a lot of positions when we had first-year starters out there. It was me, Maine, Rail. I think mm-hmm. we had, like, five of our starters who were first-year starters. Right. And I think we all just grew that year. And the next year, being that everybody who had left, the offense was young. So we had the mature defense, but a young offense, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what I remember playing from with them, man, is, bro, we was nice, bro. We we was we was nice, oh, man. Nice. We had we, we I think we had the right amount of dogs. We had the right amount of brains, and we had mm-hmm. the right amount of size and speed. And then we had the best coach in the game, you know. Right, right. So I think I think. I know everybody say this, had Gerard uh, came back and had the receivers came back with him, it ain't no telling what we could have did in 2017.
2: Yeah, he said for sure playoff team, and I agree. I think,
0: yeah. see, I I, I want to – I think the expectations would have been there, and I would have definitely been expecting to go to the playoffs. But I don't think offensively we could have competed with those teams – with that staff
2: yes i agree with that I don't,
0: Offensively, like like think of clemson 2017 mm-hmm. Right, defense was on the field majority of the time like you got to like it, it, it just comes down to what, what do they wear on their helmets grit right yeah right but you got to live that grit like if i got the number two team in the land who just slid by me. You got to imagine my mindset, for one, going into this game. I am i know you watch film every week, but I'm like, I recommended a defense that we play to stop that short game because I watch so much film. Like, I'm like, look, I live for the big moments. Like, yeah, the she, bigger she, the she. game, the bigger I'm going to play. Like, this is what I do. Like, Tennessee, this is where we really show, like, we here. And the way we just called that game, I didn't feel like everybody had their mindset. Like, I felt like we should go out swinging regardless. Man. We just played conservative.
3: And, that's, know, 20, and that, that's a 2017 Clemson game with Kelly Bryant.
0: Yeah, you got a, a quarterback who can do nothing but run.
2: Right. And I mean, I've,
0: every I don't even know if y'all noticed this, but the only defense, I mean, the only teams that beat Virginia Tech throughout Bud Foster's tenure, I I say his last ten years maybe was a running quarterback.
2: Yep.
0: Kentucky, That's the only team right. we lost to was because you gotta think his defense is hat for hat. So let's say mm-hmm. you got the line and a running back. You you got a hat for a hat, but that quarterback is that extra hat. You got eight on seven. Right. The, all he gotta do is make one man miss. Yeah,
1: and that's why most of
0: if, if you watch Virginia Tech play, most of the plays people get are the explosive plays, and that's the reason why. Like Virginia, I mean, when 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 we played UVA, the mm-hmm. year they lost the bowl streak, I knew they was gonna lose. I told him then, that year, I'm like, Y'all slid by that. y'all slid by that. They were supposed to beat y'all.
1: <laughs>
0: but I said for fact, I said for a fact. Y'all are going to lose next year because y'all playing in UVA. I said, nice. Y'all playing in UVA. Y'all really just slid by on a crazy fumble that y'all recovered in the end zone. Really just slid by. They feel like they wasn't supposed to beat us, and y'all playing in UVA and it's a running quarterback.
3: I knew yeah, how I was That a recipe. was definitely a recipe but, for disaster.
0: But but that's how I talk to them, though. Like, when I say stuff like that, I'm really not wishing for it to happen. I'm just putting that thought like some inception. Like, I'm putting that thought in your mind. So, you say at the end of the day, that shit is not going to happen. And you make sure that shit don't happen. But it did happen. But
2: Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it, it, it's been a lot of running quarterbacks, I feel like. I mean, I remember the Kentucky game with Lynn Bowden. He ran, like, what, like 200 yards on us that game? Yeah.
0: And and what, they, 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 they would, would they
2: only run the ball.
0: Think of ECU twenty fifteen, right? The running quarterback man it, it was that just, shit was nasty. It, it was a hat for a hat, and all these teams wasn't Daniel Jones running quarterbacks. These were actual running quarterbacks, like right. run first. put it down and run. Yeah, like yeah, run for run first quarterbacks. Yeah.
2: What was your like favorite game from the twenty seventeen season? Looking back on it,
0: uh, my favorite game. Damn, uh, I think we lost the two biggest games that we had that year was uh, Clemson and Miami. Uh, yeah. My favorite 2017, I, I don't know. I can't – I'm not sure 2017. I had – I think West Virginia.
2: The opener, yeah. I think
0: West Virginia was good because it was a rivalry game, so you got the kind of – and it was at an NFL stadium, so you kind of got the picture yourself. Uh, yeah. And it was the first game of the season, so I mean, I think right. that was I think that was the dopest game because you know we played. It was a good game.
2: Yeah, back and forth. Definitely a good game. Yeah, that was I, a good. I was season.
0: at
3: that
2: one.
0: Yeah, we almost lost that game, man. They almost uh, Will Greer almost threw that touchdown pass, bro.
3: Yeah, Will Greer was a playing pressure out there. Yeah, he was. Uh,
0: that that was a crazy game, though. It it was a tale of two halves, for real.
3: Before we before we go on. Let me let us pay some bills. Spotify Green Room. Once again, it's a live audio only sports talk platform. You can link your Twitter. You can join leagues, groups. You can talk to insiders and. Add-
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill patio sunset. Hard to get better than that, unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time! So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
3: Athletes in real time. You can be featured on your favorite team's podcast. They're recording over there. And you can hear a lot of the same shit you hear on podcasts like Don V. Friday's over there. So bring your spiciest takes. Spotify, green room. Now, Leading in the twenty eighteen season, Fuente, Coach Fuente, uh, says he has a statement where like it's guys hanging on by a thread. What did he mean by What did he mean by that? Guys hanging on by a thread. What did he mean by that? All right. So this this I I I like the twenty eighteen
0: topic because I think that's where a lot of things change. For me, okay. Uh, like I said, I was I tore my hip up my sophomore year Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. and I had to have surgery. I had surgery by Virginia Tech, and my junior year I tore it again, making a tackle on against ODU, and I like felt it tear. So, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of that 2017 season, and, and and let me put it like this: before we played West Virginia, I remember. I call him Justin. That's his name. Like, he's not really my coach no more. So I just call him <laughs> Justin. So okay. Justin shouted me out in front of the whole team, like, like Moot, like, man, you're like, guys, cause their thing with me, like, I was a hell of a special teams return guy. But his thing was he couldn't trust me. Cause I remember in, in that summer, we did a, a kicking scrimmage. And I know y'all done seen the people that have returned the past few years. I took the kicking scrimmage further than any of them had. I hadn't touched the ball in three years, so I just wanted to truck somebody. So I tried to run somebody over at the 20. But took it mm. further than any of them had gone, and I was pissed. I was mad, so I just slammed the ball down like, damn. Not remembering that we have mock referees here at a scrimmage. So at that point, ah, oh, man, I want to. I just can't truck. So it, it, I, I took stuff like that to heart. Like I'm like, look, like I want to get the same kind of rep that all these other people get the same, you know what I'm saying? These guys who are just like, just like me, you know, they do the same thing I do. They they do what everybody do. I'm trying to get that same kind of thing. So I I approach everything like a whistle. Like I, 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 I tried to be that guy that everybody wanted to be and I have became that guy. But when I had got hurt again, I started telling them like, look, Man, I tore my hip again, and, and the medical staff at Virginia Tech is, man, it's, bro, I'm going I'm, to I'm touch that topic later, but it, it's, it, it could be a hell of a lot better. And, and it's plenty of proof in the pudding. But I'm telling them, like, yo, my my hip's torn again, and they like like, um, nah, it's just scar tissue from your surgery. And I'm like, I know what, you know what I'm saying? I know what a torn labrum feel like. I just had it. So like, your mm-hmm. tissue from your junk. so, like I said, the year, my sophomore year, I had surgery by Virginia Tech. And when it was torn again, we did an MRI and it was come to find out that it was 12 problems in my hip this time. Mm. So I didn't go to Virginia Tech again. I went to a specialist, a hip specialist at Wake Forest. And I got a second opinion. And like this dude does 300 hip surgeries a year he specializes in it so i'm pretty sure he could fix my hip and to this day like i had to get a cadaver you know uh, a ligament put in my hip like he pretty much had mm. built my hip back like that's how my hip was and i played two years like this like like what y'all saying like all my my body of work all this was on two torn hips back to back
2: mm.
0: like yeah that shit people don't know because you watch games and, and right you you can't tell i'm hurt you can't tell I, I I got a torn up hip. because You, didn't sure, play. you sure
2: didn't play like you would. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because when I go out there, I put everything on the line. Because I, I, I'm I a winner. I'm a competitor. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that, in a way, was like a – I think they took that as a shot. And, and it got to – that was in the springtime. So, that was in February. So, it got to we doing everything, and you said when did he say hanging on a thread? You said
3: this was in the summer. It was. It was, I think it was in the summer or the spring. Spring was summer. It
2: was. I think it was during the summer it came out, but he was referring to the spring. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I had my surgery in the spring. So then okay. we go out summer. You know, we doing you know workouts. Da 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 da. da. And man, I, I, I in the summer. I when was my thing? July 18th. I think it was July 8th, 2018. When that okay. happened, man, that shit just, it, it came from the, the, and a lot of things transpired in that spring, like minute things, like, I remember one time I had, I had the flu and I had came back home. Like I said, I had surgery, so it wasn't like I could work out anyways, like all the practices and, and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So I was home and they knew I was home. And, mm-hmm. like, I can't drive. Like, I can't get in my, my driver's seat and actually drive. Like, my right hip is, is the one that's messed up. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there with my dad. And, like, my dad, he he, he can't take me back this night. So the thing is, like, communication, communication. So I'm reaching out to, like, the medical staff, letting them know everything. I don't get a response. So I hit Coach Scott up, like, look, this is the case. I got the flu, da-da-da-da-da. We got workouts in the morning. Uh, my dad not trying to bring me back. What should I do? And he, like, reach out to the medical staff. And I'm like, I did. Ain't, ain't nobody hit me back. And he like, well, you should be straight if they ain't hit you back. I get back up there. It's like I'm just turning my back on the team. I'm, like, giving the team my ass a kiss. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm pretty sure there's a paper trail where I'm trying to, you know, dot my T's and dot my i. Like like I'm saying, like, I'm trying to be this, this guy who can be on a ticket. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, my body at work says that I should be this guy on a ticket. Why can't I be this guy on a ticket? Like, I remember I couldn't get photo shoots. I couldn't, I didn't get invited to the photo shoot last two years. Like, I can't do this stuff for what? And and, and this is my thing, this is my thing. Guys uh, hanging on by a thread Every person that has ever been in any kind of trouble or, or suspension or any kind of trouble is stated on, it, on the Virginia Tech site, right? It's publicly stated, right? Right. right. When has anybody, and, and this is where I want to get into, because Hokie, Hokie Nation really, like, ta- like in, in, in the fan base's eyes, I became this criminal thug who was just skating on ice his whole career there. But my thing is, when can y'all ever name a time that I was ever in trouble?
2: Never. Ever. Okay. Yeah. Never. You can
0: never name a time that I was ever in trouble at Virginia Tech. But my thing is once I'm kicked off the team, there's certain things that, oh, well, he was suspended in the spring. But hold yeah. up. Didn't wasn't in the statement I was I was injured in the spring. Yeah. Right. And I just came off my second surgery. So now I guess to to paint this light on to justify us kicking him off the team. And when I had got kicked off the team, I found out I found out from my sister calling me crying that morning. I'm on the way to workouts. We had workouts at eight this morning. I'm on the way to the workouts after I just got out of the gym on the way to workouts. And my sister's crying me like, are you okay?" I'm like, what are you talking about? She like, you didn't see it. And I'm like, no. She like, I'ma send it to you. And then I read that. Like, that's how I found that I was off the team.
3: Yeah. So I think- nobody talked. So nobody talked to you.
0: Nobody talked to me, bro. That's how I found that I was off the team. And, and people can say what they want about it or, or whatever. That's how I found that I was off the team. Just like every other person in the world found out I was off the team.
2: Right. I mean it, I feel like they use that excuse of you being suspended in the spring to like kick you for like Fuente to kick you off right away because Virginia Tech policy like he Fuente chose to dismiss you he didn't have to at the time.
0: Exactly exactly the policy says you suspend the kid until the case is resolved and I knew this because as soon as I read that statement the first person out whose door I knocked on was Whit Babcock's like yo like what's up bro like somebody gonna talk to me or or let me know what's up or, or what. And Witt wasn't there, so I went to John Boleyn. And he read it out to me, like, look, this is the policy. Man, everything else is coach's discretion. So he pretty much telling me, because John Boleyn was a part of the coaching staff that recruited me in there. Mm-hmm. So my freshman year, John Boleyn is telling me, like, you're our next, Ken- you know, you're our next Kendall. Like,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and think about the 2015 class. Like, the the one who had the buzz in that class or the one who they put in was, was me. Right, like, we right. had ballers in that class, but that's just how they did it at that time. Coming out of high school, it, it was – that's how it was. Now, I know some of those guys went on to the NFL. I'm not saying that I'm better than any kind of way or trying to be on no shit like that, but I'm just saying at that time, that's how it was. So, he, like, he actually fucked with me. When him and Beamer walked around campus, he'll let me know. So, he was the first person I went to, and he let me know, like, man, it's, it's coach's discretion. And I remember coach Wiles called called my phone that day like yo like w- what's up like let's have a meeting. And this is this is after I'm kicked off the team he like let's have a meeting like and I'm like right. coach like I didn't like pretty much what's going on bro. And he like look I'm about to try to get coach to have a meeting with your whole family cuz this is the thing I never had a meeting with my family or anything. If I'm hanging on by a thread at some point somebody would have been able to know that. Like, like right. my family like counted on me and relied on me. Like, I actually look forward to the future that I had with that. and unbeknownst to everybody, shit just gets cut off. No explanation, you know, no meetings or anything. She just come out the blue. And it was on some shit just like, yeah, the door is closed. And mm. I remember when I had ended up transferring, I went to school in Texas and the coach out there, he talked to a coach on the staff that's still at Virginia Tech who had a little spot for him because he was Fuente's bloody. And mm. he was pretty much like, man, I don't even know. Mook was a martyr.
2: Yeah. I don't, and I we, don't understand what the bad blood was.
0: It, the, the, it, it started, it started I, the only thing that I can say it started from was that surgery. And when I tore my hip, when they started like dismissing the fact that my hip was torn, just telling me like, Oh, it's just scar tissue. And like, my shit is hurting. Like I'm going home. I can't sleep. Right. Cause it's throbbing. Like I know it's torn. I think at that point I wasn't practicing as much. And I think they felt like I was really faking. Like, and they, I, I, I Man, that's the only thing that I can point it on, because like I said, the first game of 2017, he shouted me out in front of the whole team. So from so- 2017, September 2017 to February, what happened?
3: Yeah, I don't recall you getting in any trouble. And it goes back to what Eric Kuma said when he had tore his meniscus and he went to... A- a doctor at home or a family doctor or something. And he said Fuente said people getting bullshit, surgeries. Yeah, good. like
0: yeah. Doctor's and, notes. And you you gotta, yeah, exactly, bro. So so this 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 is what crazy with me. It, it's just ironic that in no way am I saying I start everything. But I, I think he just hated the influence that I had. And like if I'm going, because let's think about it. Hokie Nation, how many players can y'all name right now that have been medically disqualified within the last five years?
3: Medically disqualified? Yeah.
0: I give you three off the, off the rip. C.J. Okay. Carroll, Marshawn Lynch, and uh, Emmanuel Belmore. If you uh, ever mm-hmm. ask C.J. Carroll, if you ever ask C.J. Carroll why his foot would never heal, I'm pretty sure he would tell you why. If you ask Marshawn Williams why Marshawn Williams,
3: yeah.
0: I called him Lynch.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. My bad. My bad, Sean. My bad, bro. Uh, if you ever ask him why his knee didn't heal, I'm pretty sure he'd tell you. You remember the guy that had uh the Torres Achilles, and he was out doing ladders a few weeks after that? Now, everybody knows an Achilles injury is a nine-month injury, right? Right.
2: right. Sometimes Why is 12. he doing
0: ladders? Yeah, exactly. Why is he doing ladders three to four weeks after?
2: You're talking about Jeremy to the Webb. Point,
0: to, to the point he tears his other Achilles.
2: Oh, Jeremy Webb. Is, is this Jeremy Webb?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah, he doing it towards Achilles, right? Yeah,
2: both of them. Mm, both. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Because he's doing ladders three to four weeks afterwards. You got a guy, Steve Sobchak, who tours meniscus in spring workouts, 26. 17 going into 2017, right? No, I think it's 2016. 2016, he tears his meniscus, he has surgery a week later. They have him back out there practicing the next week.
2: Mm. I, I feel like this is a reoccurring theme every time we have a guest on is that like the, the injury thing is what fucks everything up. And so, for some reason, Fuente doesn't like that with players, he he or he uses because... it as an excuse for players that he doesn't already like.
0: Yeah, if if you like, look, man. If if you're injured, what do you do for me?
2: Right, it's like you do nothing for me. So it, it's
0: like when I was injured, bro. He will walk through the same doors as me and not say shit to me. That's, That's wild.
2: Crazy. Like,
0: and, as and a then head you, coach. Ha- you have to imagine. You have to imagine like something like that just happened, So now if that's how we coming through the doors, that's how I feel like we come, that's your energy. I'm thinking like, damn, like, and, and things accumulate and build off that, like, man, and, and, and I'm glad that it's not just me that says these things, because it's, it's, it's the truth. Like, that's really and basically everybody that's
3: It's basically everybody that's been on a show that's had an injury story. I think Triple Hill said he told his meniscus the staff yeah. basically said, no, you good. Uh, Eric Kuma told his meniscus they told him you're going to get bullshit doctor's notes. Uh, Bro, I, I had
0: I when I tore my uh when I tore my labor my sophomore year, I had I had surgery by Virginia Tech. I tore it again, my my uh I tore it again my junior year. I had surgery by that specialist. They found 12 problems. First of all, the stitches, the, the surgeon that I went to for Virginia Tech, the stitches in my hip became undone. There was an infection in my hip. My mm-hmm. labrum had torn again and my bone had grew back. I don't, I don't, what person will send their kid back to these people so his hip can have 24 problems next year? Right. Like right. at this point, I've already had one surgery. 12 problems to it had an infection in it. Like, come on, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to somebody who knows what they're doing. If, if you, if you knock me for that, that's on you. Like I only got one hip. And at the end of the day, I don't think that I didn't, I didn't use their resources after that. Like everything, my rehabbing, I did that like in a private place in Blacksburg. I didn't use the facilities or anything like that because at the end of the day, if I tell y'all how I'm feeling, y'all not going to believe me. Like if I'm telling you my hip is torn and I feel that it's torn, I don't want you telling me, Oh, it's just scar tissue. I want you like, actually helping me figure out what's wrong with my body and helping me feel good. So I can go out here and play.
2: Right. And free. not only just play now, but you're trying to go to the next level too and preparing your body for right. the NFL. Yeah. Like
0: I'm trying to, yeah. Like I'm trying to, this is not, I'm not trying to make this my last stop. Like, right. You know, I'm trying to be able to bend down with my nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids in the future.
3: Like, Right. There's a quality of life period. There's Yeah. A, yeah
0: that I'm trying to get. And that's what I'm really realizing. Like, man it's 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 life outside of that football world man like that it is it's, it's, it's kind of like a bubble outside of that like when when you injure you're not in that bubble for the time being Exactly. so that's when you really get it get a taste of it like think of people that were injured that never really got out of that injury mentally it wasn't mm-hmm. that they couldn't get over the injury that it was just the they couldn't get out of that depression. It's a reason you depressed when you injured. Yeah. Not only do your body not work like how it did, like people don't fuck with you how they did,
2: and your whole livelihood's gone. I mean, you're you're a football player that can't play football anymore.
0: They, exactly. So, like most people that play football, they can't tell you who they are outside of football because that's really all they know. So when you're in football and you don't even have that, like when it's in in grips way like you can grasp it but you don't have it It, 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 just imagine a state it could take a person in i remember coach scott was telling me like laughing chuckling like bro they think you bipolar and i was like what like and i understand it i can be just calm happy as can be around my teammates but if i'm going through a person like just the offensive coaching staff period they're just they were just weird it's like they just had a click and they didn't talk to who they didn't fuck with so if I can walk mm. through doors and, you know what I'm saying, coaches don't say nothing to you, I'm not about to be, you know, I'm not about to embarrass myself. Hey, what's up, coach? Right. You know what I'm saying? When I'm right. really picking up your energy, you know how it is. So I'm going to just, you know, we're just going to go through the door. We're just going to be about our business every time. And, you know, I'm a goofy person, bro. Like, I'm a clown, bro. Like, I, I have fun. Like, Luke Reynolds, the player, and Jamon Reynolds, the me, two different people. Like you know, what I'm saying like it don't like I might seem like a a nasty, ferocious guy when I play or off the field, but nah, I'm I'm one of the most down to earth people.
1: Right, like for real,
0: like and, and I'm not just trying to say stuff. Like I'm I'm really like people in Virginia Tech have brought with me enough to name their kids after me.
1: Right. Like
0: move Reynolds. Like you know, what I'm they saying need to nobody will name on your,
3: your name. That yeah, like,
0: nice. like wouldn't nobody name their kid that for no just no. You got to imagine, bro, I was painted as a class five felony, a kingpin.
3: Yeah, you right, know what I'm exactly.
0: saying? Selling and distributing of marijuana. First of all, I already. Yeah, let's got clear, like that's this clear. That's clear. Let's clear
3: that up. Let's clear yeah, that let, up. Let's
0: put this out there. I have no charges to my record, I have no convictions to my record. Well, I I, I want to explain what happened that night. I want to take everybody through that. Okay. I get back up to Blacksburg. I had just made my deposit to move into a crib with Darius Fullwood and Deshaun McLeese. We we was getting this crib. It's out in the country. It was, it was fire, man. It was like three acres. Just mm-hmm. paid the deposit for that. All my stuff is in my truck. So I, I drive a Jeep. So that Jones a gas guzzler. And I, mm-hmm. like I said, I just made my deposit. There's nine hundred gone. We don't get paid for another month. So uh, I don't know what world people actually live in, but they, you know, before this, what is it, NIL, yeah. Yeah,
3: before that, you
0: it, you couldn't, if you didn't have no more scholarship check money, you wasn't out here just, oh, I can just go make, I can go get a job real quick. I can just go make some money. Nah, you couldn't do that. So if, if you had $100 the last year, month, that's what you had last year, month. So I'm like, look, I'm about to be energy efficient. I'm going to save gas. So I was supposed to be staying with Henning that night but he wasn't up there. He stayed with uh Trey and DJ and Tizzy at the time. So that's Tizzy. So he wasn't there. So I had to kill some time. I'm like, damn, who in the area? So I knew somebody who stayed up the street. Like he had been uh friends with some people that's on the team. Now, to my knowledge, dude was a drug dealer and has been, you know, he's been caught up in in stuff before and after my situation. So okay. he like, look, I gotta, I gotta uh I got to kill some time. We go get some food or something and come back. So I'm like, bet. Like, he didn't say he'd be back in an hour. We can do that. So we on the highway near Price's Fort. Me, and we see, like, these lights come on. Now, first of all, before I get in any car, like, I know people smoke. But my thing mm-hmm. is, if a person is ever smoking in a car, that's dumb. Because if you drive them around and something happened, like, I remember – me and my mans, we we had uh pulled over on the highway cause the hood was smoking one time and a police pulled up like, y'all all right? Just checking on us. We like, yeah, we good. And we just thinking like, what if somebody, you know what I'm saying? Would it just been hot box in the car or something and you wrote the windows down? You you setting yourself up for failure. Right. So- Especially, especially in them days. In, like, it's
3: legal now, but in them days in exactly. of Virginia. Right.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I when, when I'm in Virginia, cause I never got my, tickets any any kind of house except for in virginia like i never got a ticket anywhere else except from virginia because they're different with you know with how they patrol stuff up there right now it's a lot more strict so i'm like look i will never ever be caught in a situation like i'm always gonna be you know when i'm driving it's gonna be clean thing so when i get in with him i'm like yo your license good you know what i'm saying yeah everything's straight everything's straight i know ain't nobody about to smoke in the car so we driving like a mile, maybe a mile and a half back. We can see these flashing lights. So we like asking, like, like you speeding, bruh. Is he coming after you? We like, nah, it can't be. Like, bruh's like a whole mile back. Long story short, he pulls him over, right? So mm-hmm. next thing I know, like I just asked, bro, like, you got your license registered, everything good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The policeman asked him for his license. He like, I don't have it. He like registration. I don't have it. At this point, I'm livid because I'm like, bro, right? I could have just sat in the car for an hour at the crib. Worst case, yeah. So, long story short, I guess protocol: the car was reported stolen. Now, here's my thing: mm. one, I don't keep companions with people who sell drugs. Two, I damn sure not keeping companion with people who steal cars. Like, right. there's, there's there's no way I would have knowingly been in this kind of situation. Again, I'm, I'm trying to kill time. Like, that's all I'm thinking. Shoot, we go to cookout, 11 o'clock at night, you'd be a little 30-minute line. Shoot, that's 30 minutes. We come back, boom, we good. So, next thing I know, driver, drop the keys out the car. You know, it's Blacksbury. Each person is in the car, they always pull up two cars. So, it's mm-hmm. three people. It's three total people in a car. Three total people in the car. My man's from home. The driver, my man's from home was in the passenger seat and I was in the back seat. So next thing I know is six guns drawn on us. They making us all get out the car one by one. It's the first time I've ever been in any situation like this ever. So if you can imagine, like I seen Fruitville Station, I seen movies like that. Like I'm imagining a movie happening right now. Like yo, Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we end up, I end up getting in the car and... They take us down to the the driver was like, they take us down to the uh, to the uh, police department. And they like, yeah, we find a, a scale and we find the ounces with uh, a jar with three ounces in it. And I'm like, bro, nothing in that car is mine, bro. Like me and Guy Jackson, we getting a ride. We killing time, bro. Like nothing in that car is ours. So the whole time I'm, now, mind you, I had cuffs on from 11 to four o'clock in the morning. Mm. They had not been mm. taken off from 11 to 4. Now, I'm asking Blacksburg Police Department, like, yo, can can y'all let my arms breathe a little bit? Can I take these Ah, oh, man, I don't have the key. Like, it's not, uh, like, you got to have specific, because the policeman that cuffed me wasn't the policeman who was, you know what I'm saying, asking me questions. Yeah. So, he wasn't even there. So, I'm like, so he got to be the only one that can take these off. Long story short, it was a, it a kinfo actually took them off because I'm like, bro, like, bro my arms is going numb like I y'all can help me like breathe for a little bit so when I was Mook Reynolds no no when I was Jamar Reynolds when I had to pull my ID out they understand I'm like look bro wrong place wrong time bro like I don't have nothing to do with this guy yeah man when they put Mook Reynolds was Jamar Reynolds together I automatically became the center of everything Mm, and the reason right. that I say that is because it was three total people in the car Two get charged with the same thing. And you let one go
2: The one of the Why passenger. Right?
0: So you let the passenger guy go. Why is that?
2: Ain't the crazy
0: thing is the crazy thing is when they let my mans go, the policemen were laughing with each other. <laughs> How does it feel to have Mook Reynolds in your car?
2: Mm, That's mm. fucked up.
0: So, bro, like, because it, it made no sense, because my thing is like, dog, they've been telling you I have nothing to do with this. Everybody is telling you I have nothing to do with this. And yet, and still, you you pinning this on me, like, and I'm telling them, like, even in black and white, like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, this case is simple. If there's a person with previous and prior charges and you finding stuff in his car, like, come on, bro, like, I, I've been up here. Three, four, three and a half years, bro. I ain't, come on now. Yeah, no, tr-
3: uh, no trouble.
0: No trouble at all, bro, but but I drove a Jeep that was lifted, and it looked good, so, you know, I, I rode around campus thinking I had a nice truck, so they probably see this truck, so they probably, I, I can imagine, where did he get this, this must be where he, get, he has to be in cahoots with it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, man, it, man, that's really how it happened, bro, but the craziest thing is, it was three total people that night, Two was charged with the same thing and one was let go. And to this day, they dropped the charges from the case completely. Dropped them completely. No fines, no community service, no probation, no nothing. Drop. So you mean to tell me you gave me a case five felony. I ended up getting kicked off a team. I ended up getting my name tarnished. I ended up getting my reputation, you know, just stomped out for you to drop charges.
3: Yeah, man, the Commonwealth of Virginia Uh, is the nasty shit. Like, like, let me let let me let let me take it. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Go
0: ahead. He said, The only thing my lawyer told me was moot you can't talk to them any kind of way. And you gotta imagine when they sit me in front of the magistrate and I'm looking at this this person, this detective who they sent in there, who like, look, man, we know we know what this is a BS situation, man. We're gonna go ahead and get you out of here. And I'm literally letting you know what's going on, and then you you got me sitting in front of a magistrate, and they telling me my bond. Hell yeah, I'm finna snap. Like that's my whole damn my my future is you know what I'm saying. Yeah, my future sorry. could potentially and it was jeopardized from that. Like you don't think I'm about to snap, but that's the only thing he could say from that situation. Because they knew I had nothing to do with it. That's the reason. I, I mean, I don't know how many people get charged with a with a felony. Selling and distributing marijuana, and the charges are completely dropped no fine, no probation, no misdemeanor. I wasn't taking no misdemeanor for something I was innocent for, you know what I'm saying? Right. I was willing to stand on that, like, no, like, I'm gonna ride this thing out because at the end of the day, I am
3: 100% innocent, like, I'm not no drug dealer, bro.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's a good thing you stood on that because a lot of times people be talking about, oh, it's just cop out, to- I ain't coping out this shit if I ain't do nothing.
0: If, if yeah, man, like, like at the end of the day, like bro, I come from a good, a good home, bro. My my mother is able, my father is able, my sister is able, my brother is able. I'm able. Like I don't have to be out here risking my life trying to do nothing like that. Like I don't come from that background. Like, I ain't no thug. I ain't no damn criminal. I ain't no, you know what I'm saying? From everything they painted me to be, I'm not that.
3: All right, but that's, for- but that's the de- but that's the devil though. That's what the devil do. The devil try to paint black men in certain lights people read that's, headlines Go that's ahead.
0: exactly they they give and, and i remember this one girl I, i'm glad you said that i remember this one girl who was like never met her a day in my life and she mm-hmm. said mook runs was a terrible person and that's a hill i'm willing to die on now shawty was
2: big what the fuck
0: shawty was big though shawty was big my thing is you willing to stand on a hill to tell me i'm a terrible person and you don't know me your fat ass need to be running up that hill for your betterment. You know what yeah. I'm mean, saying? If you're going to be on a hill, it needs to be for you. You know what I'm saying? But, hey. but people bold, bro. People, yeah, move runners just going to be on welfare his whole life. Like, thinking, like, like, dude, dude. Like, come on, man. You just, it's crazy, man. It's, it's
3: crazy. All, all, man. Off, all off headlines and speculation.
0: And it it, it didn't stop there, man. When, when I went to that school in Texas, all 32 teams came out there to see me within the first mm-hmm. month. And the coach was like, yo, this is the most traffic we've had ever. And I'm like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to think. I'm like, look, some crazy stuff happened. I'm going to make the most out of my situation. So I go out there. And this is when the coach at Virginia Tech tells him, like, Luke was just a martyr. Man, I went through that. I, I played in a senior bowl. I did all that. I'm, I got so many scouts just like, man, we've been looking for you, da, 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 da talking to everybody, right? The day before mm-hmm. the, the draft starts. I get calls from teams like, "We need a backup number for you." Everything the buzz is worst case scenario free agency because you got to remember, preseason of my senior year, I was a projected second round draft pick, the number seven DB rated, right? I was a preseason second team All ACC linebacker, Mm -hmm. right? So you like, like everything that I had going was just taken. I go from that to I don't even get free agencies I get one tryout and that's solely because I believe Cody Grimm was on that staff had it not been for him and Bruce Arians nobody was
3: so that was Tampa
0: yeah and and I was hurt there I had a torn hamstring when I went down there so I couldn't even really like and you gotta think everything I had been through when I had that I'm thinking like damn like this is the like I I remember when when I got the call like man it was emotional because I'm like man you know, everybody dreams about draft day. I'm looking at my name, you know, June. I'm saying, you know, second to I'm like, man, it's my year. You know, the Edmonds brothers, you know, they they slid out of here. You know, right. um, Don and them is gone, G Stro is gone, Drew is gone. It's gonna be a this gonna be our year. This can be I can be the leader of this DBU. We can like, you know what I'm saying? I can set my foot and really like. So, submit cement my legacy at Virginia Tech, and then all that was just taken like that, man. So it was just a lot that was just left. So I right. just I, and, I went from that it's to, a spot to for you in the
3: NFL, too. You said what? it definitely is a place for you in the NFL for your man, role oh yeah, bro.
2: You, Every team like, You was like
3: honey badger 2.0. You would definitely
0: bro, like
2: Haran when, yep.
0: when you look at when you look at Isaiah Simmons
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's saying, Yo, guess what they playing this year? What, what, that position moot play? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you gotta think Brett Minimals even said he kind of got some of his tactics from Bud. So you don't think mm. if he see a six four guy at that position, I was only one eighty, six, six foot. You could put a six four guy out there that's just as fast. Oh man, now you you know what I'm saying.
3: hmm
0: Now you you know what I'm saying? So it's just like pfft. Yeah, man, they gotta put some respect on my name, man. They, they, it's like they—that's facts. What, what I meant to Virginia Tech, I, I never get the credit of, of, of what I meant to that program and what I meant to that defense. Because if you ask me, they still searching for a person that can fill that role.
2: Right, because you could cover like a corner too, and even the people that have been playing that role recently have been getting kind of torched sometimes in the coverage. Hey,
0: hey, bro, it was to this point, Bud could just. We has we we had defenses that we put in that was key and many. And all it was was the safety doesn't have to cover now. The safety can just cover the linebacker. He can just focus on him. Cause this dude's good. Like every single when we that was most of our defenses. We was just in that like he's good. If I wasn't covering somebody, I was blitzing every play. I remember twenty six twenty sixteen. 2016, we started off the year. This is like Fuente's first game, but like, look, man, Cody, like, look, Bud wanna open up the first game with a uh, with a blitz, but he don't know if you're gonna hit it right. I'm like, shit, what? Like, call that blitz, bro. Like I'm 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 about to set this off. Like that's the person I am. Like I wanna be the one to set this off. Like I might not be those people who a coach can say is a you know, this guy is a vocal leader. He gets, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> one of those
0: people. Yeah,
3: come on, team. Yeah. yeah but, uh, when
0: it's time to play. They get busting in their mouth. They're not saying shit. I'm that person that's just going to look at this dude, clap my hand, work, grind how I do. And when it's time to be in the game, I'm going to be the first one to bust somebody in their mouth. And this how we come in. Like, I'm nasty. That's how, I, that's how I play. And some people just, they can't contain monsters, man. Like they can't understand how a, a, a man can be a monster on the field and then just completely different guy off the field. Like, nah, there's, there's gotta be something behind
1: this. Right. Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's how, I, I, that's how people could label later on. They have seen like I played with this tenacity, this, this own thing. They just label that grit, that nasty, that desire. They just label that right like, negativity. Like, how do you get that out of that? Like, you like you haven't watched me every game. Like, I'm the same person that's watching there. like, the crazy thing about Virginia Tech, I would Google – well, I would search my name on Twitter after every single game because I don't care what nobody say. They care what the fans say. They wouldn't go to the school if they didn't like the fans. You know what I'm saying? Right. right.
2: Everybody would. Virginia
0: Tech would never have anything bad to say about me. I don't care if I personally thought I had the worst game. Syracuse 2016. I thought I lost that game for us because they scored on a slant and go on me, and they scored on a double move, which I could have stopped. I felt like I lost that game. Hokie Nation ain't say nothing bad. Right? Georgia Tech, right. my junior year, they score on the trick plays, the line of receiver up at tackle, scoring that to lose the game. I personally felt like I lost that game. Hokie Nation ain't say nothing bad. But the fact that after I get – you know, my situation happens and you read that I'm kicked off a team, and then the article later comes saying I was suspended, you completely do away with everything. Nah, this guy was yeah. floating on thin ice. This guy's a knucklehead. This guy's a thug. This guy should have been out of there. He's a terrible person. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, dude, like, name any of those yeah. things you're accusing me for.
3: Yeah, name
0: these things.
3: And, and before of- they even listen to this interview, they're gonna say the same thing. Why you got Mook on? We're and and, and, the and that's the thing. That's the
0: thing. They, they think I'm on here to bash. I haven't said anything about Fuente yet. Right. I'm just explaining what happened to me because the, the, the things that they bashed me about, the things that they turned on me for was something that charges were dropped and something that you cannot, you, you, you cannot prove beforehand. I was injured in the spring. Now I come out and it says I'm suspended. That's all you needed to justify that I deserve what what happened to me. Like and, and like 2018, like when I went out to Texas, man, I had a house fire out there, ended up losing everything I had. Like bro, like I done been through it, bro. Like yeah, it's it's crazy. And and, and the thing with with. Shout out to those people who did help. We had started a GoFundMe. It was a lot of tech fans that helped, and I appreciated all of that. But you still got those articles that come out every year that still got my name in it. Like I'm still being mentioned by the coaching staff as blaming for how that program is gone. Yeah, one of the
3: like quote 2018, bad, the 2018, quote, bad lo-
0: yeah. 2018, he lost his locker room. He lost his locker room. Yes, he, he lost did. his locker room because what, what, coaches, what coaches fail to realize is you're not the glue. You're not who these, who these players actually play for. You can be the reason this player runs through a wall, but you're not the reason they go out there and actually play like how they play. They play for their teammates. That's why the best teams always got the best chemistry. It don't have nothing to do with the coach. It's them players out there. So when you getting rid of valuable players to this team, like let's remember it, NC to VT. You had me and Adonis, right? Wow. Everybody, Adonis was one of the most lovable people because he was just one of the, everybody, I don't know a person that didn't rock with Adonis. And his situation going on, I personally feel like Fuente could have stuck his neck out for him because I know he did that with another player. It was two other players that got caught up in a similar situation. One of them ended up leaving and another one stayed because Fuente took extra efforts to make sure, you know what I'm saying, he had an opportunity to stay. I feel like he could have done that same thing. But due to the fact that that player wouldn't – I mean, that player represented him directly, I think that that changed things because it would make his play a little bit harder. But, like, when you think of people like Trayvon and, and the defensive coaches didn't even know he was kicked off the team until he went up thanking him, like, saying bye, like, and you just tell him you had a coach's meeting and it was a coach's decision. Like, like, now I got to get on the inconsistencies with Justin because they paint people certain ways, but then for how they paint you, you can never really prove as a fan base why you hate this player so much.
1: Right, like, it's just the narrative I know the, I media know the Jariah
0: Evans slander. I know the Jariah Evans slander. Jariah Evans could have... Jariah Evans single-handedly changed the program in one year because Virginia Tech had the defense for years. Everybody mm-hmm. knows we just had no fucking offense. Everybody knows that. I always said since my freshman year, Virginia taking average 28 points a game, we will never lose, ever. If you can give me a touchdown, a corner, a, a, a quarter, we will never lose. Dry Evans came in, and because of the mentality that he had, and that's what I don't think they like, the mentality that I am what I am, like I am me, like this is what I do. They don't, They don't like that. You have to be, you have to be controllable. And like, oh, he set all them records in a year. We won 10 games. Like, bro, like we did some crazy stuff that year. And it's like the, the way that, that he was painted, like in my mind, he should, bro, he didn't, he doesn't go drafted. Right. You it
3: know didn't,
2: what I'm make, saying? It like, didn't make It didn't make sense like, to me. He should have been drafted.
1: He, like, gets, he gets a call oh, like, but he
3: gets a at call least before it. the draft that yeah. oh you don't like your coach what's what's up with you and Fuente and, and,
0: and, and that's crazy that's crazy because I had a suspect I, I suspected that something like that could have happened to me, but I'm like nah maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just I'm just nervous, I'm nerve rattled. But nah, bro, after after hearing hearing that, like dog, I, I'm pretty and it would it would be understandable because if, if you can kick a player off a team. And then create an article saying he was suspended to to push further along that agenda. Why wouldn't you do it in this situation? Because now this is when a kid be he breaks past that point of your control, he can say what he wants to say, and people will hear him. I gotta make sure right. this kid don't get on a pedestal or a platform where he can speak his voice. And that's exactly. what it is, and, and 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 that's what it is. Because let like let me get into things with him. Justin Fuente rides for who he wants to ride for. It, it, he makes exceptions for the people he wants to make exceptions for, whether it's uh, done right by the book or whether it's not. Like, they, like I, 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 had it not been for a lot of people that I personally knew that was still on that team for the past three years, I would have spoken a lot sooner. But by the grace of God, he, he brought it at an appropriate time. Like it, it, if you if you think of a, a, a guy who holds himself so stand up, uh, hard work, character, toughness, then you got to live by that. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. you can't you can't have dirty laundry in certain areas and people are, are, are finding out about it or the people that you're doing this la- dirty laundry with, which are players on your team are out here telling people about it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to be this kind of guy who just stand up guy to where you can criticize and you can paint pictures about people to be these you know uh these terrible dark people you know what i'm saying and right. try to justify it you got to be on your you got to be on you know dot your dot your eyes uh, and cross your teeth like it, it's things like he's extra passive aggressive like when yeah. when it it was it was, a, it was a, i like to look good when i play everybody know right. that you look good you play good i'll right. i'll the whole week thinking about what I was going to wear in that next game. So it, it we was in the summer, and I had on, the rule was all VT-issued gear. So I had on some VT white gloves that we had the year before. Like, my mm-hmm. my freshman year, I saw previous players, Daddy Nicholas, Calvin Klein, all of them wearing all the stuff that they gave them, wearing you know all the cleats they gave them. So that's the Virginia Tech I know. I go out there with my gloves. I have uh, Sam, who was the equipment guy, who left and if you ask him why he left, I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he just gonna say the same thing everybody else says too. But he came up to me like, "Uh, look, man, where'd you where'd you get those from? I'm like, yo, these hours. He like, oh, look, man, I'm just coming up to you. The head man told me to come say something. So I'm like, damn, in the bowl game, he just cussed out Sean Payne for not being a man. I'm talking OD centered him out like, is mm. Sean Payne in here? If you've got a fucking problem, come say something to me face-to-face like a fucking, like, embarrassed him type stuff. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that's what Coach expect. Like, that'll be respectable to him. Like, that'll be something that he can tip his hat to, that he can, you know what I'm saying, commend somebody for. So when he sent Sam up to me about my gloves, I went up to him like, Coach, you know, I know the rule everything issue. This is issue. This from last year. We wore it in such-and-such, such-and-such game. You know what he said with his arms crossed? I didn't say what? anything. I'm like, what? I, wait, wait. I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. Sam just came and said that you said that for no reason. And I just wanted to clarify it for no reason. So I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just tripping. You know, maybe he wasn't tripping on it. He just said it. He didn't mean for him to come say something. Right. But then I had Mike go forth because I cut my socks. I didn't have them pulled all the way up. I just cut the part for like ankle socks and I had my tape shooting. Which a lot of us, even now, they do that. They let their tape show with low socks. They do that still. Mm-hmm. He comes up, digs in my foot. First thing he says, don't ever do this shit again, right? And then he says, oh, because he feels my sock. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me get my leg back. And you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was hella disrespectful. <laughs> so he like, <laughs> right. he like, look, Coach Coach said you got to wear socks. So I'm like, okay. So let me go up to Coach. I go up to Coach, Coach, check out my socks right here. I got socks on. You know what he did?
3: What do you do
0: with his arms crossed? I didn't say anything. No, he said, did I say anything? And this time I'm like, bro, this is the second time today. Somebody who came up. Said, I said, yeah, coach, coach. uh, uh, What? Damn, what's his name? Mike Goforth oh, just came up. Yeah. Mike Goforth just came up and told me you said something about my tape. And He was like, I didn't say anything. And you know what happened the next day? There was a dress code on the wall. What? <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is like, bro, like, bro, are you serious, bro? Like, it, it, it's that kind of shit, bro. Like, like, dude, like, I, I just don't. It's, bro. I was what at is? this Senior Bowl and I was meeting with the Indianapolis Colts, and the dude said, shouted out Trayvon Hill. He was like, asked about Trayvon Hill. He was like, man, that dude's a hell of a player, man. His first step is crazy because he said he went to the Florida State game. He said, what's mm-hmm. up with y'all coach, man? I went to the Florida State game and he had him bench. He he said, like, he was like, bro, just bro, weird. And I'm like, cause I'm thinking it's a trap. I'm like, bro, I'm not finna just say nothing about the coach. I'm like, man, coach is coach, man. You just gotta get to know. Him. But you got yeah. you, 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 got other, you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, it's weird, bro. It's it's like he likes who he likes. And if if it's I don't know, man, it's 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 weird weird
1: yeah, but like man, the thing like... is
0: the thing it, it wasn't always like that like like when we play unc 2016 it's games he hugging me after the game like you know what i'm saying uh uva we beat uva he get a gatorade bath he hugging me after the gatorade bath like these are pictures that i still have that i'm looking back thinking like damn at this time i'm thinking like damn like you know coach really rocked. i'm on the interviews like i'm really trying to be a big part of his foundation here and I don't know just what happened in a year from me coming to that to getting painted as the guy I was.
3: Right. And, and it wasn't just you. It was a whole lot of other people that. A lot used. of
2: players. A lot of a great lot players. Of players. Great Man. players. And I'm not going to
3: lie. He cost y'all millions of dollars.
2: He right. fucked up he your did. lives.
0: Man, look, bro. Like I said, bro, preseason, second round pick. Preseason. And this is the thing it wasn't going to do nothing but go up because ain't no way you can tell me them six people in front of me can do the things that I can do. So it was just, man, it just, it just like, that, like, that's my thing. Like, like, and the reason tech hasn't had no success in those last few years is because you can't treat people like that. Like you get to the point, you got kids transferring out of your school, like, like mass exodus.
2: Yeah. It's still happening. lose your yeah, two quarterbacks and
0: exactly so and, and those are offensive players right
2: yep and now we those nah.
0: are those those are sup- supposed to be who he grooms right supposedly right
2: supposedly a quarterback guru yeah
0: he's supposed to be a this is the thing virginia tech jumped the gun when they paid him that extension because he had frank beamer's team that everybody knew needed an offense you brought in a guy like Gerard evans and you seen what it did drastically the quarterback drastically changed it, and it was just because of what Gerard could do by himself, the way he carried himself and the mentality he had. Like, the reason why I told him I'm, I'm Robbie to, to the wheels fail-off, because I knew for a fact we can win. Like, if no matter what, a lot of people would say Gerard is big-headed. If he's big-headed, he has every right to be, because then he had an accolades on his name. So he knew what he can do. Mm-hmm. Let him be big-headed. Feel right. his head. Let him – Let him. you know what I'm saying? I want the best version of, of anybody that I play with. So I'm going to get my teammates in that right groove. Like, that's just, you know, how it go.
2: Yeah, I feel like Fuente doesn't fuck with egos, like, at all. And it's – he don't I understand, he, nah, understand he, why he, not. No,
0: nah, he, he don't – he don't – he don't fuck with egos at, at, at all. You, like – think about it like this, bro. Receivers. Have you – the year a uh, uh, Virginia Tech receiver gets a big name, they go for a thousand yards. What's their next year like?
3: They don't do They're normally on another team. Uh, yeah. else. Either they on
0: another <laughs> team or they don't do shit, and that makes them leave. Right? Why right. is that? Why do you stop giving this man the ball?
3: Yeah, I don't. I, I never understood that. It, they, it,
2: do it it's, it's,
0: Trey. It's... they do it with trade.
2: They do with trade too. They don't give him enough touches.
0: Bro, look, man. Look, man, they going, they going, they going really, man, the the, the fact that 2020 didn't count towards players, it could really hurt. It could really ended up hurting the program in a way. Because a a lot of things, because that year didn't count, right? So a lot of people, for the shit that they endured that year, as far as uh, on the team or, you know, playing time or play calling or whatever, they come back. That year didn't count, right? Let's say that was their junior year. So they come back this year, which is actually their junior year, or they see could have mm-hmm. been their senior year about right. it, vice versa. They get that extra year to say, I gave you two chances. Hey. And and think about it with a lot of people, like dog, like you gotta think. Now everybody's not gonna, you know, you 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 paint this picture with certain kids and you end up trying to run them out, like trying to get their scholarships gone. Like and stuff like that actually happens. Like, people, people forget that GAs are in the coaches' meetings as well, and GAs are only two, three years older than the current players. So mm-hmm. they're forgetting that GAs actually have conversations with players and let them know what's, you know, what's going on in the meeting. Right. So, like, when, when coaches are, are getting mad at, you know, receiver coaches that are no longer there, that have moved on to bigger and better, uh, when when they get mad at them for putting kids in the game and they catch a touchdown and he's like, how to, how am I supposed to get him to transfer and you you got him in catching touchdowns, like that kind of that kind of thing gets out there, you know what I'm saying? Like if you you looking at your your players from a next man up point of view, like that's why it's, it's it hurts to get injured,
2: right? Because you're just dispensable.
0: You just you just like like an army. You just boots on the ground. Mm. You you know, like 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 Marshawn, like Marshawn. You know, I remember they wrote an article, Marshawn is a stand up guy. He he's in Notre Dame game, tore his leg, and he's just like, Coach, I'm gonna stay in there, right? They blew you, know, right. made him feel good behind the scenes. They trying to get rid of his scholarship, make him stop playing so they can give his scholarship up. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that's that's going on. Like like Marshawn was March man, people went man, look. It's, it's,
3: It's, man,
0: it's it's, it's it's crazy. It's a nasty business. It's a nasty business, and the business is played upon, really, whether I like you or not. And and, Mm -hmm. and my thing is this. My thing is this. I don't – I love Devin Hunter to death, but Devin Mm. Hunter was charged Uh. with uh, domestic violence – I mean, domestic violence or whatever, right? Right. He's on the team, right, with a misdemeanor, right? Right. I believe if he was innocent, he should have rode that whole case out and got the thing completely erased off his name because you don't want to settle for it. false accusations on your name at all because no matter what, people – when he takes that Virginia Tech jersey, y'all, there's a liability that they would dog him out just like they did Michael Vick. When he came up there and they had that parade killing dogs, like, you all know right. what I'm saying? Like, You're come right. on, brother. That, that's the kind of stuff they do. Like, he he's – you know what I'm saying? But my, my question is, what's the difference between me and him? Why I couldn't have a spot? You know, being that it was my senior year, being that, you know, I don't put two hips into this program, blood, sweat, tears, an ACC championship appearance, you know, upset the next year. You know, this my senior year. I got preseason accolades. Why I couldn't have no spot after my case was resolved? Why you couldn't trust me enough? Why you couldn't write an article talking about how good my character was, even though I had accusations against me? Why I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? What was the difference between me and him?
3: I'm going to keep it what? all the way up. Man, I think they needed a the good PR when it came really? to Devin Hunter. They was kind of removed. Like, I think they felt like during your time in 2018, you, Adonis, and everybody, and eh, we could do without. We good. We, we coming off two good years. I think in 2021, they needed something to say, okay, that was a good thing he did.
2: Right. Something to keep his job I
3: think they needed a positive spin for something. Man. For
0: they do need a positive spin. So, it's like, when the transfers was going in and so many players was leaving, what players do you know put their name in the transfer portal and come back?
2: The only one I could think of was and – H- and, and then leave Andy again. And then leave again.
0: I mean, it's – you know what I'm saying? Something make you stay. Something make you stay.
2: Yeah, and why is it yeah. that Fuente is supposedly a quarterback guru? The only person that was, like, a real good quarterback was Gerard. And Gerard like even just came out last week and said that it wasn't really because of Fuente at all.
0: No, Ger- Gerard was a Gerard was an animal himself. First exactly, like he was, like, he, was four, he was
2: doing that regardless. He was six 230.
0: like and led the team in rushing yards. Like Gerard, Gerard had that mentality. Yep. I remember one practice, Drew had hit him. Gerard gets up and like not saying that he was, you know, what I'm saying going to do something because defense wasn't going to let it go down, but. You know, just went up to him by himself. You know, the the, the thing is with the offense in in the 2016 spring, Fuente's first spring, you got to imagine the vision we saw for the team. We were getting in fights every day because we were just like, this is a new era. And this is how we are going to be. Like, the defense was fighting, like, and that's just how we were. But the offense wasn't riding with each other. Like, we were getting little scraps. Like, I got videos on my phone that I recorded it will be one offensive player trying to go against the whole defense because they don't have no camaraderie because the thing is Bud's players will run through a brick wall for Bud Foster. I'm going to tear my hip up and I'm going to play the rest of the year because I want to play for Bud Foster's defense. That's what I'm going to do. On the other side of the ball, it's not like that. Because at the end of the day, like I said, players play for each other but we go that extra mile because we know at the end of the day, if a defense go out there with eleven players and ball, who gonna get the respect at the end of the game? That coach, All right? And that's what you do. You know he gonna get that respect, but you do that so he gets that. Like your coach should be. You know what I'm saying? And that's not the that's not the 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 vibes that he gives, bro. Like I don't even think he be around the team unless it's man. I remember one time, bro, last year when and and, and This is the thing with with Virginia Tech, my bad, if I keep jumping around. I was actually, I went back to Virginia Tech in 2019. And I was in school there because I Mm. had a, I attended classes there. Remember, I had my situation in 2018. I came back and I went to classes in 2019 because I had a hearing in September of 2018 for the honor code at Virginia Tech. And I was found innocent based off the same report that the police report Uh, That's after the same evidence the police report had and they found me innocent to be to to come to school and still be eligible for school. So I actually came back to school the first weekend. The first week I was up there. Virginia Tech had just lost the game. Maybe it was to Liberty or somebody. It was to some scrubs. And that Tuesday practice was just the first practice of the week. He calls them in the center for a meeting and says, I heard Mook Reynolds is back in time. Stay away from that guy. Mm.
1: How do I
0: know this? Because it's players on the team I know that you. I grew up, that I know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, bro, you won't imagine like, still had, had, had they just tarnishing you, bro. I'm just like, bro, you just lost to a sorry school. It might have been. Are you due. worried about Mook Reynolds?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, bro, I'm nowhere near you. T- bro, I'm chilling, bro. I'm trying to get my degree. And, and, and I had to pay out of pocket. 10,000, and that's the reason I can't even go up there. Like, I'm not trying to be $30,000 in debt. Like, I need three more semesters. I'm not trying to be th- that deep in debt. But, like, I got to pay out of pocket to go to back to the school. And you have the uh, head academic counselor that's DMing me on Twitter, like, look, move, uh, you, you're no longer allowed back into the uh, ac- uh, academic facility for athletes because it's only for current athletes first of all, this is the only facility I know for academics on campus because this is the only one I've ever been to. And secondly, how can you say that? But Brandon Flowers, who is not a current athlete, is up here in academic meetings right now. Right. So again, my question, why me? Like, why? Like, I can't even be around. A, I can't even use the academic facility. What I use three years?
3: Yeah, man, that's that's some wild, that's some wild and nasty shit. The fact nasty that the, the team, the team would take a loss, and he's speaking your name like you ain't got nothing to do with why they lost. It probably was after that Duke game where they got forty five put on their head. Yep. But how the fuck is that your fault? you ain't Bro, got it was to
0: early. That. It was early in the season. It was right when school started it was early in the season bro. that's why i'm saying i think it had to be liberty they might have played a uh you know a big opener or it was a uh i don't, I don't even 2019, know we
3: lost to boston college at the beginning it might have been bc it might have been bc it might have been bc mm-hmm.
0: but yeah bud was like man if he, he you know cody graham he told him like man if we had mook on that team still we could have won three more games just solely off that and right. shoot i believe it too yeah Cause I would have made the team like play like expectations yeah. would have been different.
3: Like, cause after they made the switch to hand the hooker, they won like eight straight after the Duke game, but it got blown up. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucked up. So what's going on now? What 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 was what's next for Moot Reynolds? But the coaches obviously did, they fucked so your money up. What do you say? You said what? I say I say what's what's next for Moot Reynolds? Obviously they fucked your money up, but. What's next for Moore Randall's?
0: Oh, man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, st- I'm still in school. I, You know, I'm taking schools back in North Carolina, trying to get them to transfer in. It's, it's a lot cheaper here. and You know, I'll be able to do it, but I'm trying to finish my degree, uh, trying mm. to go back to tech at some point in time, you know, finish up with my degree. And, you know, I'm starting this podcast that's helping, you know, people that's kind of in uh, and, and a nonprofit organization, helping people that kind of go through the things I do, like, uh, like life outside of, you know, sports or or life when, you know, the days are over because it's a transition for everybody, you know, no matter what age, if you got a career in the league, you know, you played 10, 15 years when it comes down to it, like finding yourself outside of that, you know, I think that's important and people having an identity outside of just that sport. And I think that, you know, uh, I, I really, I really believe that can help, you know, change, you know, uh, athletics from middle school all the way up to high school and even further because, you know, it's important for kids, you know, to spend 15 plus years in a sport and then, you know, when it's taken away from them, it's it's hard to adjust. So, you know, that's what I'm doing now. I got hopes, aspirations of that and, you know, just keeping all windows open, you know, just working hard. You know, I'm blessed, you know, uh, been on a hell of a spiritual walk, you know, learned a lot and just being tested and just being grounded and, and humble.
3: That's pretty much what what I'm up to now, man. Yeah, man, that's good, man. What's the name of this podcast?
0: Man, what you mean? I know it's Don V Fridays.
3: <laughs> oh, the one you starting. The one you
0: <laughs> Oh, oh, see, I'm at the I'm at the uh beginning of it. See, I'm getting my team ready. I got a team ready. Oh, that's
3: okay. The, so it's not it's it's yeah, in that's the, the works.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I'm having to put put down now is the uh, is the actual name of it and the image of it. So once I get the brand and the name of it, I'm good. Everything else I got ready. So, you know, it'd be awesome. Everybody be on the uh, lookout for, it. you know, have features between, uh, you know, athletes at all levels. You know, the high school stars, the college stars, the NFL stars, NBA stars trying to, you know, get perspectives from everybody so everybody can kind of understand you know, life inside and outside the sports.
3: Yeah, man, that's dope, man. And, and uh, it definitely, especially if it's for young people, especially young black people, black people need, definitely need big bros out here. We definitely need more big bros right. out here. People uh, speaking, speaking truth, speaking facts and God and, and helping guide. It's, it, it's, it's fucked up what they did to your name, bro. Um, it's a, com- it was a. It's definitely still a Commonwealth of Virginia problem. Uh, for those that's unfamiliar, you know, black people in the Commonwealth of Virginia, it happens all the time, but they get their life ruined over these bullshit cases. Right. I was almost, kid- when I was 19, I'm from New News, Virginia. I was almost killed by police on some oops, oopsie daisies. Like they do that shit all the time. They fuck yeah. their life up and they just, they keep it pushing. Like
0: yeah. it happens life every goes day. On with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's important too. Especially like you said, young black men, like we gotta see ourselves. In those positions of, you know, power in that where, where we look at people in a way of honor instead of, you know, how how we've been taught to see each other. And I think when we see each other in that kind of way, it influences everybody in that generation. And I think we should really invest in ourselves and continue to, you know, teach one another and be there for one another, you know, at, at, no matter what age you yeah. are. like Got to, you know, take care of ours and look out for our own. And, yeah, yeah, and, and or,
3: stop the crab and stop the crabs in the bucket mentality. That, like you said, like, a lot of us be taught to do.
0: Yeah, like it, it, like man, it ain't that. Like if we really understood everything, man, we we would. We really, we really sit
3: back and learn some things, man. Right. But yeah, but yeah, but we. That's it for Don V Fridays, man. We want to thank Move Rentals for coming on. Anything you got to say to the people before we sign out, Move Rentals? Uh, I just want to say, man,
0: Hokey Nation, man, I I hope, uh, you know, I miss y'all, man. I love y'all. I love my time at Virginia Tech, you know, everything that it, you know, every memory, every opportunity that it brought me, uh, you know, I hate my situation went how it went, and I couldn't, you know, come back and be a part of that 2018 year, but uh, I just want Hokie Nation to know that you know I love them. You know I'm not bitter off of anything that happened in my situation. It was it was the will of God. You know it was ordained from God. I'm in a better position than I would have ever been. You know uh, outside of it, and I was blessed throughout it all. You know with all my charges dropped and everything. I just feel like it was something that was sent from God and it had to happen. And you know I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I just want to thank y'all for this opportunity having me on this podcast and. Being able to put my voice out there and kind of uh, fill in what my journey after that 2018
3: year, yeah. And, you oh know, yeah, that that I need. And, and help clean up the, the yeah, fucking it, last right. that was put out on your name. Yeah, definitely. They man. put a lot I, of dirt on your name out there. A lot of, a exactly. lot of dirt.
0: And and the last thing I'm gonna say is, again, Hokey Nation, like just ask yourselves, like everything that I was accused of, or everything that it, that was put on me. Prove it. Like, show me any time that I was, you know, this guy that I was painted to be or, you know, anything yeah. like that. But other than that, man, I love Hokie Nation, man. It's going it's Hokie Nation got some of the best fans in the world, man. And, you know, I hope the program turns around, Uh, you know, because I'm trying to I'm trying to brag about tech, too. So
2: hopefully with another coach. <laughs>
3: hopefully, ho- hopefully, man. hopefully they do turn. Did they send you a care package? I've been
2: saying Man,
0: what you packages. man, I can't, I don't even get to go in the fields, man.
3: That's some bullshit.
0: Virginia said,
3: get your life right, man. And, and start posting move rentals, Happy birthday, move rentals. Like, man, they gotta do better with the outreach of uh a former players and and former it, legends
0: it, it, It's 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 not really all former players though, because former players get their love. Like you just gotta like you like, don't don't take a man's credit, you know from Mm -hmm. from any aspect offensive player defensive player past present now like let them get that credit like a lot of those people virginia tech was some of the best times of their lives you know what i'm saying right and just just especially in a situation like mine like mine was cut short on some some crazy situations and like the least you know i'm proud with my career the least i can just sit back and feel appreciated at the end of the day and don't have to yeah. have just such a, a dark cloud on my name, and I can look back and, you know, get my flowers, man, because this it's been a hell of a journey, bro. So
3: Well, you definitely yeah. get, to get your yeah. flowers here at Don V Fridays. We're going to definitely put you are, you are Virginia Tech Hall of Famer in my book. Yes, yeah. sir. So, Don, man. Too. Change, that program,
0: man. change that program, man, whether they want to admit it or not.
3: They yes, need sir. to change the program. Uh, more stories like yours need to be heard because – once, once the once the uh the narrative comes out and they told they said that's the truth and no yeah. matter what the athlete got to say yeah. and, and a lot of times a lot of good brothers get silenced because the devil got to get their their side out. And I'm not calling Fuente the devil. I'm saying the media. That's and just saying, how yeah that,
0: that that's how stuff go. But it, I mean, even when we put it like that, we put it in, in terms of the Most High and the devil, like. The devil do his thing. He pushes. We know he pushes a false reality. But if you dig a little deeper, you're going to find that real word. You're going to find that real truth. And it's going to be revealed. Right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, man, like with, with everything that, you know, was was said and accusations, just prove it. You know, weigh yeah, it again. We you know, think, Don't take my word for it. Don't take their word for it. Actually, go prove it. And, and, and you will see the real story in between. the
3: receipts. Pull the receipts of a suspension in the spring. Yeah,
0: pull, pull yeah. some receipts, man. I can pull my receipt of all my charges being dropped. I can pull all that, man. Let me let me see some receipts of you know, me being suspended, me being on the last straw, me, me, me deserving what ultimately happen. to me. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and to the people that's about to add us on Twitter talking about the truth in the middle, pull the fucking receipts. Don't oh say yeah, that man. Hey, yes. Yes. You,
0: know they, yes. you know they about to, you know they about, man, they're not even gonna listen to it before they say I'm lying, man.
3: Right, Pull I
0: already know receipts. this has we need, We dealing with no,
3: receipts over
2: here. Don't listen to it. They'll have to listen to it.
0: Man, that's yeah, a just, yeah, y'all doing it. some great things here, man. Y'all really uh, just be a big part of a uh, big part of the tech fan base, man. Cause like like uh like I said, man, the, a lot of the media that they got, they don't really get told anything. They don't really know anything. You barely know what's going yeah. on. And I think it's right. like that for a reason like that by design so
3: it's north korea it's north korea over there though we already exactly know, we don't know shit north korea, propaganda train over there <laughs> it's yeah, north man. korea over there that's why we over here making sure everybody's voice get heard but drift you got anything to say to the people before we sign off?
2: yeah just thanks for coming on man i've been a huge fan i turned like 18 when you were playing and that's when like i became a real real big fan and and you're my, one of my favorite players. So I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. It's fucked up what they did to you. But uh, hopefully some of the Virginia Tech fans listen to this tomorrow and we'll show you some love moving forward.
0: Yeah, no doubt, yeah. man. Shout out Hokie Nation. Shout out y'all, man. Great
3: things, bro. Bless us. And, and that's it for Don B Fridays. Until next week, y'all. God bless.